This week on the YSY podcast, we're going to talk about how your student loans just got a bit more expensive. Did you notice that your monthly payment went up recently? This is Tony Armiger. And I'm Crystal Critchell, and you're listening to the Why So High podcast. Interest rates have gone up again. This is the podcast that informs you about how college tuition in America has helped contribute to the horrific $1.5 trillion in student loan debt in our country. We look at different aspects of the entire problem and provide you with all the information you need to know. 44 million Americans are burdened with an average student loan debt of over $37,000. Let's talk about it. Okay, so let's just get right into it and talk about your student loan debt because I don't check, actually, my interest rate per monthly payment. And sometimes, honestly, I don't even read the email of the the payment has been made automatically. Yeah. I only read it because I get a pop-up notification. I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. It's done. Good. No, I have actually pulled up my student loans um, online just to look at the difference. I actually make uh, screenshots every payment before the payment and after the payment just to see, just to make sure that the payment went through to see that Navient, my loan provider, is actually being accountable and handling my money as they should. That you're getting the credit. That, that I'm getting the credit, exactly. Um, there have been instances in the past where I, something happened and I just wasn't unsure, so I just want to keep them, uh, hold them to account. Um, okay, so when we look at my student loans from June 2015, the interest rate then, I have a few a few loans. So there are different interest rates for each one of them. And these are, keep in mind, private loans. So the student loan interest rate was 3.62%. Okay, June 2015. For a private. For a private student loan. Okay, signature student loan, they're mm -hmm. called. Now that was a variable interest rate. So now, June 2018, my interest rate is 5.375%. Oh, wow. Okay, so in three years, it's gone up almost 2%. Yeah, exactly. Or more than 2%. More than 2%. Yeah. Yep, more than 2%. So, and the question is, now why did this happen? Um, something about the Federal Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not always the Federal Reserve. There are different benchmarks for interest rates. The Federal Reserve interest rate is just one of them. Um, and it's actually probably the most popular in the States, especially for student loans. And this, the Federal Reserve has been increasing the, their interest rate due to a strong economy over the last couple of years. They raised it six times. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And this is the seventh time. And then in this case where we have student loans from 5, 10, 15 years ago, the interest rates on those increasing, it's basically just from a benchmark, just from the Federal Reserve saying, yeah. because of our economy and inflation, yeah. it should be this way to prevent an economic crisis. Exactly. And it's actually really interesting because Janet Yellen, she was the previous chairman of the Federal Reserve. And she, when basically during her period, her four-year term as chairman there, 
she increased the rate six times. So now six six times. times. Yep, it's crazy. I mean, you see how the I mean, it shows basically yes, the economy is getting stronger. But you have to think about the people who have student loans. You know, 44 million people, like we said in the beginning, 44 million Americans have student loan debt, right? And the average of that is $37,000. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are having troubles getting jobs. So, you know, they're trying to put off their loans or trying to pay the minimum um, to, to just get by. And what do you do? You know, what happens with those people? They're in, there's no cap on how high interest can build up over time. There's no cap, right? So if those people aren't able to pay it back in a certain amount of time, it'll just keep building up and more and more and more. Yeah, I think many people can attest to, you know, like myself, the the balance that has actually increased since they've started paying off because of these adjusting rates. Exactly, exactly. So it's interesting, though, because as much as it really irks me, that the Federal Reserve is in a way, they wouldn't say so, but in a way oblivious to the fact that people are struggling to pay back student loans. And this just means in essence that they have to pay back more. Um, the chairman, the new chairman of the of the Federal Reserve, his name is Jerome Powell. He was actually in a Senate hearing and he was questioned by the Senator Brian Schatz from Hawaii we're just going to let you listen to the whole clip because he formulates it really well. Yeah, I like the way Brian Schatz uh, sets him up with the with the bigger question about student loan debt affecting the larger economy, not just, hey, this sucks for me. Yeah, exactly. So let's give it a listen. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, Chairman, thank you for being here. Thank you for being willing to serve. I want to talk about student loan debt. Uh, there is currently $1.4 trillion in outstanding student loan debt the highest category of consumer debt behind mortgages. It's also the most delinquent, with 11% of borrowers seriously delinquent or in default. The Fed estimates that this number is likely closer to 22% once you take into account the number of borrowers who are in forbearance. In contrast, at the height of the financial crisis, mortgage delinquency was just under 5%, and currently that rate is around 1%. According to the Federal Reserve's data, high levels of student debt have contributed to lower rates of homeownership and new business starts. And so, in your view, does the high level of student debt create a drag on the economy? On student loan debt, um, I think it's important that people be able to borrow to make what may be the most important investment of their lives, which is in their education. Uh, So, overall, uh, I think Borrowing to, to invest in yourself is, is something we should, we should foster, subject to a couple of important caveats. First, it's very important that people understand the, the, nature, the nature of the borrowing and the risks that they're taking and, and, the, and the possible payoffs and that sort of thing so that they make informed decisions. The second thing is, um, I think alone among all kinds of debt, uh, we don't allow student loan debt to be discharged in bankruptcy. Right. I'm, I'd be at a loss to, to explain why that should be the case. So it's something, and this is fiscal policy, this is something for you, not something for the Fed, but we do see, as in Fed research shows and other research shows, you do start to see longer-term negative effects on people who can't pay off their student loans, and it hurts their credit rating, and it, it, it impacts the entire path of their economic life. So that's the, that's the public <clears throat> policy argument for us to do something about student loan debt and the, and the way we structure a higher education financing. My question for you is, do you see this as a macroeconomic risk? 
It will over time. It's not something you can pick up in the data right now, but as this goes on and as student loan continues to grow and becomes larger and larger, then it absolutely could hold back growth. So Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair, okay, so we're talking about the high up decision making. This is where the economy is going. This is, you know, the the money, the U.S. Yeah. money. He says, I'm at a loss for words. Yep. Yeah why we shouldn't be able to claim bankruptcy for student loan debt. Exactly. When he is at a loss for words for why people who truly need to claim bankruptcy aren't allowed, then I think it, it speaks volumes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and what Brian Schatz was saying earlier about how student loan debt is the, it has the highest delinquency rate, right, of 11%. And that figure could be, what, 22%, I think he said. Yeah. Um, that's what the Fed actually predicts. I mean, okay, if you have that delinquency rate, right? So you have 11 to 22% of 44 million Americans who are going delinquent. It's not just because they want to go delinquent, you know? It's when be- that many people aren't paying, it's not because yeah. they don't feel like it. Exactly. There's a problem. There's definitely a problem um, happening. Uh, uh, Jerome Powell says the long-term effects, you know, they, they will be negative. And that means that that 11 to 22% of Americans in student loan debt, what will happen is their their debt will keep going up and going up and going up because these interest rates are going up because the economy is doing good. Yeah. You know? Well, or doing I mean, well. <laughs> it, it's just like the housing crisis, right? The same thing's going to happen it's, eventually. It's the exact same it's, thing. It's reach, the numbers are so astronomical and uh, it's long term. Uh, varied interest rates and the same concept is happening where they're kind of taking advantage of people who are willing to take out larger amounts for something that's really important to them yeah exactly so with the housing crisis it was to invest in a home and in this case it's your education right Mm -hmm. and so especially if you're 18 years old you just turned a blind eye to those you know three extra zeros or you know at the end of the contract and that I think it would be completely naive to say that's not going to affect the U.S. economy on a macro scale. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And the thing is, you have to think about all the other people who are involved. So the parents, for instance, of the graduates who have student loan debt and can't find work, or they can find work, but they still can't afford to live on their own. So, of course, the parents are going to be affected as well. They're going to be supporting somebody else in their household. Well, they're also just co-signing these ridiculous yeah, they're, loans. They're, they're like, also trapped in they're, it. They're basically fucked just as exactly, much as the person exactly. signing, you know. Uh, and, and the fact that that person is held to that is a big reason why they can, you know, make you keep paying even when they fluctuate the interest rates. But yep. Yep. it is a domino effect. I think that's extremely clear that people aren't investing in their future, i.e. the U.S. economy, yep. because they can't. They just can't pay them off, and if when they, um, when the debt goes unpaid, that's going to just ruin the whole cycle of everything. So yep. why are these huge loans still being approved from every aspect, from the Federal Reserve supporting it to exactly. uh, the loan providers to the universities charging an amount that obviously a large percentage of Americans have to take it, out a loan it, for? Exactly, it's not feasible. It just doesn't make sense, you know. And this is the crazy thing. I mean. The student loan providers, first of all, tuition, you know, this is all about tuition. Why so high? Why so high? Tuition has outpaced inflation to at a, a ridiculous rate, at a ridiculous rate, okay? 
So it doesn't mean that this shouldn't mean basically that the that the student loan providers actually follow this benchmark for their interest rates. If anything, that shouldn't happen at all. It just shouldn't. That shouldn't be the case. Of course, they're watching out for their own good, you know, for their business. Yeah. But for the people who well, if anything, the tuition rate should be benchmarked well, by yeah, these exactly. numbers. Like, exactly. So why are they not being regulated in a way, especially state schools, that they're saying, okay, so according to inflation and the increase, okay, tuition yep. does have to increase, yep. but not by 200% within 10 years. I think that's actually a very good point. Why isn't it benchmarked? To, there, to there's the, nobody to the, stopping the, them. The I mean, private schools, private entities, you know, you can do what you want, especially in the U.S. You have a very special situation with private entities in the yeah. U.S. But we're talking about public, good public universities, yeah. high quality, um, you know, places people want to go to school yeah. to get the best education they can in the U.S. I mean, Ivy League schools, there's a few that are public universities. Yeah. And they are just charging whatever they want. Yeah. Yep. There's no accountability. There's actually, there was a report by the Federal Reserve and they actually came out and said, I, I didn't like most of what they said because they were just talking about the aggregate situation, mm-hmm. uh, um, economic situation in the U.S. and how student loans aren't really going to affect it that much. Student loan debt isn't going to affect the aggregate system uh, um, as much as we think, um, which I think it's wrong because they're only talking about consumption 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 that's you know consumerism is the number one thing i, I in general just don't agree with that that's a different topic but in this report they also say there are certain policies being discussed that for instance take the colleges and hold them to account for their tuition increases for instance if somebody does go delinquent um, or for a longer time, if they're not able to pay off their loans because it just keeps building up and building up, then the college has to assume certain responsibility and pay some of it back. Ooh, so because something like they that. They made them take a exactly. Well, they didn't make them, but they put yeah. put the students in a situation of choosing ultimately, yes, um, yep. go somewhere else or nowhere else or pay this pay this tuition exactly. Exactly. Yeah, or just being held accountable for every tuition dollar. So why should it cost, you know, $6,000 per this credit? Yeah. Where do those $6,000 go? Yeah. That I would like to see. I would like to see that as well. But in the U.S., again, I mean, there's a we're really hesitant. Um, whatever side of the, the rope you swing on, it's they're just... Regulation yep. is a negative word in the U.S. Yep. People are afraid it of it. But in this case, it would really protect the students. Yep. We don't realize how certain perceptions, societal perceptions, can actually influence what, how we can harm ourselves as individuals. If the society is doing one thing, doesn't mean that it's necessarily good for you or for a good amount of people in society. Right, just because everybody's doing this one thing, doesn't mean you should do it. And I think we're realizing that more and more. And if we're, if there were more regulations in place by the government, then I do think we would be in a little bit more of a safe situation. I um, mean, I wouldn't tuition wouldn't be where it is. So talking yeah. about that, like it point, wouldn't be no, no, it wouldn't blank. be at yeah point for, for sure. I, they would not be able to charge. And then when that happens, when it's regulated to a point where public universities or, you know, state state and government universities are 
um, high quality and low cost, then, you know, the private universities don't even have the option of charging exactly. that much because it's just, you know, then going back to the capitalist exactly. economy where people have a choice, like, why would I pay twice as much exactly. to get, you know, the same, if not lower quality of education? Exactly. It just wouldn't happen. And that's why Chairman Powell said bankruptcy law is something that these guys, the senators need to look at. That's the problem. You know, people can't claim bankruptcy on their student loans. So therefore, these hikes in tuition are just getting more and more out of control. Yeah. So the crazy thing is now when we look at the interest rates, the Federal Reserve is set to increase their interest rates two more times in 2018. Oh. You know, the economy really is, it, it's doing well at the moment. It really is. But the thing is, these, you know, pe- these people who look into their... Navian accounts or their student loan providers online accounts and see ah damn it my my interest rates went up again 0.25% so they're always going up at- it's so weird though because the economy is doing well now yep. i have to pay more for something that i bought 10 years ago mm. i get it i get it the economy is doing well so if i take out a loan today then the interest rate should be at that point or right. if i buy this product then you know the tax should be higher or yep. You know, that, that money should be dis- dispersed evenly throughout the economy yep. and et cetera and so on. I don't know enough about economics right, to theorize right. and go into it. But my personal understanding is, okay, I get it. But to if I bought, you know, a car 10 years ago, right. I would also have to pay more for this car that I bought in a different economy. Yep. I mean, ultimately, in, in a way, it does make sense just because... If it was relative, if things were normal, it, so if you bought that car, if you bought a Volvo, for instance, right, a used Volvo, let's say, um, from a, a used uh, car dealership, and you take out the money, and the thing is, like, it's okay if you pay six thousand bucks, if if you pay the market price, the the decent market price, right, the market price that did not outpace inflation, it's okay that if if then your payments. Are according to inflation if they do go up if you have of course a variable interest rate but to say that let, what what you're saying is exactly right like I have no freaking clue why that's the case for student loans it just shouldn't it just economically you're right it doesn't make sense and it doesn't take a, a brainiac to, to realize that you know it shouldn't it and using really your shouldn't. example with the student loan situation that would be like buying a used Volvo with a certain amount of mileage for not six thousand dollars but yes twenty thousand dollars thirty thousand dollars forty thousand dollars and already being you know confused discontent and just you know the battle with that exactly. in general and then finding out that you have to pay more. That's actually more. the perfect comparison. It's a perfect comparison. You're basically, you were pulled over the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a German saying. <laughs> you were basically uh, screwed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the sale, the car salesman said, oh, this is, this is, yeah, this is a great car. It'll last you, you know, your whole life, basically. And I'm going to charge you, you know, ridiculous amount yeah. um, that you shouldn't be paying, actually. Yeah. So... No. So university should not be a used car salesman metaphor. It really like, shouldn't. Yep. Um, it should be a place where you don't feel you have to be on edge and question yes. the payment or that you have to negotiate or yep. yeah, that you should go somewhere for a better option. You should It should kind of be flatlined and say yep. like, okay, well, you get what you pay for. Exactly. Because it's regulated in a exactly. way. But um, going back to the Federal Reserve, I don't want to go too much on a 
sidetrack here, but it does have to do with the fact that these in- variable interest rates, okay, that happens. I get it. Yep. If the economy is doing really well, then it should be. But we shouldn't... The, the schools should be... The university should be held accountable for their interest rate, their increase the at the rate at which tuition increases. This, yep. this percentage is nothing in ratio. Yeah, it all it all comes back. It all comes back to what why we're doing this podcast in general. Why so high is the question? Why is it getting even higher uh, because of this? You know, it's all about the, the universities. In the end, mm-hmm. they should be accountable for what they're overcharging, um, you know, for our investments. And it's, it's true. The, the Federal Reserve, I, I have to say, though, there, there are fixed interest rates, of course, mm-hmm. and there are variable interest rates. I have fixed interest rates. Oh, you have fixed mm-hmm. interest rates. Okay, do you have, are they, they're government loans, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so all government loans are fixed interest rates, and they can go up to, are these? If you'd never miss a payment. If you, Oh, okay, please. Okay, tell me. If you more. miss, ooh, I'll have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure if you miss, if you're more than 30 days late, even for just one payment, you lose right. that fixed interest rate. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I don't have any more fixed interest rates. I did before I paid off the government student loans right away with the help of my father because those were really high interest rates. So I'm talking the max that they can charge you in interest is a little below 7%. And that's what they were charging me. Wow. Basically. So my, my father basically well, came in and said, if hey. it's fixed if it's the highest. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to give you the fixed one. It's just like the highest that it can be, yeah, but it's going to stay it, the but same. It, but it's going to stay. Exactly. It's going to stay the same. <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know, the private student loans, you can usually choose between a fixed interest rate or a variable interest rate. I got a variable interest rate at the time. It was really low. Like I said earlier, actually, when I took out the loans, it was really low. It was, I think it was just below 3% um, for most of my loans. But, you know, when you see things like this, you know, of course, as an American, you're rooting for your economy. You want it to get stronger. And then you see this and you're like, oh, God, no, no, please, no, I, I don't want it to get stronger. Please, you know, I don't want my interest rates to increase. Yeah, well, they're under the assumption that since the economy is stronger, you're making more money, there's more yes. jobs. I kind of get that. I'm not defending the no, Federal Reserve, sense. but I am defending the Federal Reserve. But where my critique comes in is that as long as the schools can charge that much and be supported by the Reserve and all the economic policies around it so that people are held accountable for paying yep. off something then they'll just keep continuing. Yep. So if they let us bail out, if they let us claim bankruptcy, if they didn't increase the uh, interest rate you know, in parallel with the yep. Federal Reserve, then I would say, okay, kudos to them for yes. being a system that's... Because you know what the, the universities would do like the next day. They're like, oh, well, people aren't going to get approved for loans anymore. Exactly. And we're going we to have to readjust our We have to, tuition. you know, lower tuition. Yep. Yep. If people can't pay it, they can't charge it. It's just really simple. It it makes sense. It makes sense. Yep. But there you go. Regulations. There. Why don't we have the proper regulations? Regulations on bankruptcy doesn't really make sense in this case. So, so that's that. Uh, this is this is basically why your interest rate is going up at the moment. If you have student loans, and it will two more times in two thousand eighteen. Two more times in two thousand eighteen. 
keep an eye out for it. Um, it's it's I, I noticed. I mean, I, I saw that it went up. I, I mean, I have these screenshots that I'm taking. I see every time that it went up. So it's important that you guys know this, that you're staying on top of it, because then it also affects your repayment plan and how much you're um, shoveling out every month. Yeah, so, I mean, the the actual original loan amount, yeah, that monthly yep. payment isn't going there anymore. It's going yep. towards the interest. Exactly, course. exactly. So, And there's no cap. Like I said, there's no cap on how much your loans can increase. So stay on top of it, really. Um, or you could just join our movement and try to get the colleges to lower their damn tuition fees. So anyway, that's basically what, what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. It's really informative also for myself to just find out. I didn't know. I didn't know any of that actually when the interest rates go up, how closely related it was to the federal, federal reserves bar, basically like right. just, I know it's not a fake number. I know it comes from somewhere and it's meant for lots of other aspects of the economy, but I don't think it's directly meant for student loan debt. Right. But that they they go ahead and take that as an excuse to invest yes. you know, to make exactly. money from it. Exactly. Okay, well, here's your homework until the next episode. Spread the word about the Federal Reserve's connection to your student loans. Let people know why their interest rates are going up. Yeah, and, and have your interest rates gone up? We want to hear your story. Let us know. How do you feel? Get in touch with us on Facebook or through our website at whysohigh.org. This episode was recorded, produced, and edited by me, Crystal Critchell, and my co-host Tony Armiger in Hamburg, Germany. Design support was done by Sarah Roloff, and a special thank you to our Federal Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell, for saying that there's no reason why we can't claim bankruptcy. Damn right. Find out how to get involved and take action on our website at whysohigh.org.